0: Good morning, world. Hello, everyone, everywhere. That's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Welcome to Prayer 2021. Each and every day we are coming together to study about the word of prayer. Just a short 10 or 15 minute uh, teaching on different aspects of prayer. Sponsored by podcastersforchrist.com. If you have a Christian podcast or you're thinking of starting a Christian podcast, you need to go to PodcastsForChrist.com. Take a look at the different programs that we have to offer in support of your efforts. Amen. Now, today is January 15th, and the scripture for today is from Jonah chapter 2, verse 1. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. Amen. Let's go to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started in today's study. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the technology that allows us To reach the entire world with your gospel. Lord, this world is in turmoil right now. All over the planet. And Lord, that is just a sign that Jesus is about to return. So as we see the trouble taking place, we want to pray to you. We want to lift up our prayers to you. Because as your scripture says, the prophets of old desired to see the things that we see. But couldn't see them. Lord, we see them, and by your word and by your Holy Spirit, we know that your soon return is near. So right now, Lord, we just lift this broadcast up to you this day to draw people into a deeper prayer relationship with their Heavenly Father, and Father, we thank you for doing all of this and that we can come to you in the name of Jesus, knowing that our prayers are heard Knowing our prayers are answered We thank you for it We praise you for it In Jesus' name Amen And amen Glory to God Today we're going to study On the topic of Do you only pray when in trouble? <laughs> Most people are familiar with the story of Jonah and the whale Right? God had commanded Jonah to go to Nineveh it's like the New York City of its today, you know. Of today, you know. That's that's what Nineveh was to them back then. Everything centered around Nineveh, and it was so wicked, so perverse, so such a bad place to live. All right. Now, I know some of my friends up in New York City may be offended to that, but hey, I don't like the big city. What can I say? But Nineveh was really evil. I mean, it had persecuted the Jewish people for centuries, and they were not pleasant people to be around. Let's put it like that. And God told Jonah, go to Nineveh, proclaim my judgment unless they repent. And that judgment day was 40 days away. Go and tell them what I just said. And Jonah didn't want to do that. Why? Because he knew that if they repented, then God would not destroy the city of, you know, and Jonah did not like Nineveh. As far as he's concerned, they all could die and go to hell. right? But he was not going to go because the Bible doesn't say how Jonah knew that God would accept their repentance. But it was evident he did. So if that happened, it wasn't just that Jonah would have... Sp- Sparked, you know, repentance in the city of Nineveh. That would have been bad enough. You know, hey, you're the one that went and, and got that whole city saved. Are you crazy? Right? But there was, put it like this, Nineveh was kind of like Iran today to Christians. Okay. And just, just going over there was putting his own life in his hand. Well, he would rather see God destroy an entire land and its people for all that they had done to Israel. And he did not want to even give them a shred at a chance of repentance. So he went in the completely opposite direction. Right? Ultimately, Jonah was tossed overboard from the ship that he got on once it was determined that it was his fault for the ship and being in jeopardy. And that's a whole different teaching on itself. But you know what? Jonah was okay with that. He didn't, he did, hey, you know, don't, no, no, I'm sorry, I didn't. No, he was like, throw me overboard. Uh, At first, that scripture kind of caught me off guard, you know. But when you stop and look at it, the reason he was okay with it, and you can tell that from the conversation in the scriptures, he basically had the attitude that you throw me overboard, I'll be dead, but I, I know where I'm going when I die, so I'll be ushered into paradise. And Nineveh and all of its inhabitants, they still won't have a chance to repent. And God will still destroy that wicked place. So we're good all the way around. Right, that's that's a unique attitude to have, right? I, and when I seen that, it, the story suddenly made a lot of sense. But God had a plan, and as they threw Noah overboard in the midst of this raging storm, He already had a fish scent that swallowed up Jonah as soon as he was tossed into the sea. Now we don't know what kind of fish it was, but you can pretty much determine that it was a whale. Why? Right? Well, once or one, it was large enough to swallow him whole. It didn't have to chew him up, so it wasn't a shark or anything like that. Two, a whale just inhales water that brings the krill into its mouth, and, and you know, one mighty rush of water, all this food comes into the, the krill, and then goes down in the down in the stomach. The food goes. But in this instance, Jonah was basically detoured. He was stuck in the whale's throat, you could say. He probably was not sucked down into the stomach, or else the acids down there would have started in on him. right? Instead, like I said, let's just say he became stuck in the esophagus area of the whale. Now, why do I say that? Because the whale has to surface every few minutes to take a breath of air, right? So Jonah had to have a fresh air supply, and the esophagus, just like ours, kind of splits off to the stomach and to the lungs. So there he was, stuck in the throat of the whale. God then directed the whale to start swimming towards the destination that he wanted Jonah to go in the first place. And after three days of being stuck in the dark, fighting to stay in place as the, the whale kept swallowing more and more krill and then catching some fresh air as it surfaced only to die back down again, Jonah finally had enough. And he prayed. From the belly of the whale he prayed. Well, just about that time, the whale was back on the beach near where God wanted Jonah to be in the first place. And the whale, now starting to get delirious because he couldn't get whatever it was was stuck in his throat out, suddenly just vomited and in the process spit out Jonah right at the beach. He was right there. And when Jonah picked himself up and kind of Got the goo and everything off of his body. Now there is probably some, you know, like you're the saliva in your mouth. It's actually part of the stomach that starts breaking the food down. After three days like that, Jonah was well. Probably one, probably not smelling all that hot. Two, probably not all looking that hot. But three. Some experts say he was probably his skin and, and hair is probably starting to get bleached from the acidic acid and and you know in the whale. He must have been a pretty uh, I won't say an impressive sight, but something to look at as he was walking into town. Okay, so but he decided it was probably in his best interest just to go ahead and do what God told him to do in the first place. Now wouldn't that have been a lot easier? And you can tell from the rest of the story that he still didn't like it, but he was going to do it. But you have to give him credit. At least now he decided it was time to obey. So the question I have for you is this. What has God told you to do that you have not done yet? And it doesn't have to be anything big like go to a foreign land and become a missionary or anything like that. It. it could be, but it doesn't have to be. It could be something simple like give extra money in the offerings at church or witnessing to a co-worker or just taking your kids to church, right? But whatever it is, if you haven't done it yet, what is it going to take that God has to do for you to to finally get your attention to cause you to do what he told you to do in the first place? Do you only pray to God when you're in trouble? I know a lot of people like that. When all hell begins to break loose around them, then they call on God, right? Or they'll call their pastor, they'll call me. Can you pray for me? Folks, don't be like Jonah. Pray every single day. And that's what this teaching series is all about, to bring you into a closer, deeper relationship with God through prayer. Amen? Now, I want to pray for you right now. I want you to have that type of closer relationship with your Heavenly Father. So let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your throne of grace and of mercy. Thanking for your your grace, praising you for your mercy. And Father, someone watching me or listening to me right now, this message has struck a chord with them. Father, I pray that you just inspire them to, to remember, give them supernatural recall by your Holy Spirit. What is that one thing that you told them to do that they have not done yet? It doesn't even have to be a big thing. It could have just been something small like witnessing to their neighbor or giving $20 to that homeless person on the corner. Whatever it is, Lord, bring it to their remembrance because when they do that one thing, suddenly you're at work in their life again. And things begin to work out. Doors will open that were shut. They'll start seeing people that they've been missing. They'll they'll start to hear better from you. Father, we pray that these folks would receive forgiveness for their sin, for, for not doing that one thing. But, Lord, we praise you that you are always a God of second chances. And we pray right now that they repent of that sin, do that one thing, and start walking in that closer relationship with you. And, Lord Jesus, we thank you for creating this opportunity for us to become children of the Most High God, heirs of God, and joint heirs with you of all things. And Lord, we just give you praise, honor, and glory. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Shout amen, somebody. Glory to God. Do me a favor. Leave a comment down below. I would greatly appreciate it if you'd leave a rating and review for us over on iTunes. All of this helps us to grow and to get the word out into all the earth. Amen. And be sure to visit our website, podcastsforchrist.com. Download our free resource, uh, How to Create a Christian Podcast. It's free. It's right there. It'll bless you immensely if you have or are thinking of starting your own Christian podcast. Till next time, this Pastor Bob Timmel to remind you from First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 in the Living Bible. Always keep on praying. Amen. Be blessed in all that you do.